0: Lord, we give you praise because you are truly with us, not just this morning, but every morning, every day, that the same reality is true, that you loved us so much that you would leave the throne room of heaven and you would come down here to this earth to be born as a baby, to to grow up like we grow up, to make friends, to experience life here on this earth, to experience joy and peace, but also sorrow and suffering. To experience firsthand the the pain of, of human sin when your friends sinned against you. To give your life for us so that we could know life and life to the fullest both now and throughout all of eternity. God, we just give you praise and thanks. You are so good. You are so worthy of all of our praise. And we've come together this morning to tell you thanks and to tell you how much we love you. Lord, I pray that as we seek you, that we would find you and be found by you. Lord, we give ourselves to you this day, and we pray this all in Jesus' holy name. Amen so i ask you today friends what are you searching for look today christmas what are you searching for or maybe even a little bit bigger in life what what are you searching for because you can tell an awful lot about a person by the things they search for right we know this already because big companies spend a lot of money to buy data on things we search for I don't know if this is accurate. I haven't researched it, but I, I, so I'm repeating something I've heard here, but I heard that if a company would have 14 unique searches that you did, that, that, that their algorithms could predict your interest better than your spouse can, <laughs> that's pretty crazy when you think about it. But when we we find a lot about ourselves and what we search for, and one of the things that's interesting at the end of the year, I I find it interesting, is uh, companies like Google and others, they'll put out stats about most searched for kinds of things. And I found this year that even they do that locally. You can see like what's most searched for in your area. And I thought it was interesting. I was kind of comparing places that I've lived and what people search for or whatever. Like does anybody have a guess? Uh, what was the number one searched for recipe in Cincinnati? Any guesses this past year? The, no, no, all right. It was loaded tater tots, all right? I I had no idea that was even a thing until like not that long ago, right? But that's our most searched for recipe in Cincinnati. We are a, we're a high-class culinary kind of area, right? You take you take napoleon dynamite we are a few steps up from right there right so but anyway you can find out a number of things by what we search for and as we look today and say what what is it that we are searching for i believe that i believe that god wants to meet us in the midst of our searching i truly believe as the scriptures say that if we seek him that we will find him. So I'm going to share a little bit, and then I want to do something different today. Um, I'm at the towards the end, I want to give you the chance to share a little bit too. Just about simple question of how has Jesus shown up in your life? And for those of you at home, you could share with your family and friends. Um, for those of you in the room, I'm going to give you a chance to come forward and share that. And, and it could be like a sentence. I'm not looking, Nobody has any speeches written here, right, because you didn't know I was going to ask you. Or it could be a little more. That's fine, too. Um, I, th- I just think there's a lot of power in getting to share our testimonies of how God is at work. Uh, i got a few months ago i did this in in the traditional services and you know if, if you know our 830 crowd that's uh, our crowd uh, typically of of our, our seniors right and not a huge crowd and i was honestly a little bit nervous asking the question like would anybody want to share and oh my goodness they like they blew me away so i'm not trying to put any pressure on you but you don't have to share but you'll, you'll get you know defeated by grandma and grandpa if you don't but that's okay if that's who you are that's all right but anyway so share. So um, I believe that when we seek the Lord, that we will find Him. And I ask you today, here we are at like the pinnacle of the Christmas season, right? It's the big day. And, and maybe in your house you've opened presents last night or this morning, or maybe that's coming later today. Maybe if you're at home, you're sitting in the midst of a big Christmas mess right now, and it's just it's fun and it's exciting and all this kind of stuff. But I want to kind of, in the middle of all this... First of all, thank you for taking the time to set aside to worship Jesus today. What better thing could we possibly be doing? And I'm so thankful that you've done that. But second, second, I want to put kind of just a laser-like focus on this thing. When you look at the things that you're searching for, if you get them, where will you be? I and mean, if you get to the top of the ladder that you're climbing, where will you be? Where will that leave you? Because I think in, in one way or another, we're, we're all climbing some sort of ladder. And, and yeah, we, we talk about the corporate ladder, of course. That's, that's a thing that's relevant. But it doesn't have to be just that. If you, if you get to the place where you are putting your efforts and your intentions in life, where's that going to get you? I mean, what if, uh, maybe, maybe it's a car, right? Maybe you've got this dream car that you just, you're, you're waiting to buy, right? And, and, uh, and it'll be so much fun. But what if driving that amazing car gets old after a while? Because eventually it does. Or what if you return from that dream vacation only to kind of slip back into the same old, same old difficult place that you're at today? Or what if the people that you're trying so hard to impress, what if they really don't have your best intentions in mind? What if you end up impressing them but losing so many other things? Or what if you simply don't have as much time here on this earth as you're planning? We all have a certain plan, and sometimes it works out and other times it doesn't. <laughs> Maybe you're like, wow, who invited Debbie Downer to preach today? It's Christmas for crying out loud, right? This is kind of that's kind of heavy thoughts, right? But friend, I I believe these are important questions because um, what I want you to see is that there's a gift, there's a gift that's better than any gift we could ever pursue. There's, a, there's, a, there's something that's better than anything that we could ever search for. Uh, I'm offering you the, the one who we celebrate, who's so much better than anything you can ever purchase or any dream you could ever have or any ladder you could climb here on this earth. I'm offering you a real person, the person of Jesus Christ, who loves you, who wants a relationship with you, who left heaven to come down here. He did this. He came here to lead, to love, to serve, to give, to sacrifice himself. Listen to what was prophesied about him hundreds of years before his birth when people were also putting their trust in things that couldn't necessarily save. Isaiah chapter 1 Excuse me, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1. Nevertheless, that, at, that the time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burdens from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. What on earth could make this possible? I mean, we're here hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, right? Isaiah is prophesying about him, and he's talking about this this time of peace, uh, the, this t- time that, that could only be brought about by the Lord, right? I mean, what incredibly powerful force could make this happen? What what, what could possibly lead um, to this, this breaking of the slavery that the Israel, Israelites found themselves as people... Who've been exiled, right? What could possibly lead to the freedom from their oppressors? Could lead to the end of this violence, all of this kind of stuff, to where truly the people would rejoice. Surely this must be an an incredible power, power, a, a mighty warrior, right? I mean, what if we put it in today's terms and said that that the atrocities that that Russia is committing in in Ukraine, that that these would be ended, that these would be ended, we'd say, wow, that. That must take an unbelievable military force to make that happen. But in this context, it's different. It wasn't going to be a military force at all. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born, a son is given to us. Wow, a, a child, the birth of a child is going to accomplish all of that? That's, a, that's an awful lot of pressure. On that child, don't you think? The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government and, or sorry, his government and its peace will never end. That's the kingdom of God it's talking about. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all of eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. Wow. So there is hope. There's hope in something so much bigger than, than any military power of that day or any king or anything like that, that this this child is going to be born born. And so the govern- government will be on his shoulders, that he'll be that kind of force, that all the powers of humans, he can carry them. He can do so much more than that. So, so this, this Jesus that we're talking about, what's he going to be like? I mean, for someone to have all that strength, all that power, he must be big and powerful and intimidating, right? Well, if we skip forward a number of chapters, Isaiah will talk, be talking again about Jesus in chapter 42 describes in this way. Look at my servant whom I strengthen. He's my chosen one who pleases me. I've put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. And here's what he'll be like. He will not shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. He will bring justice to all who've been wronged. He will not falter or lose heart until justice prevails through all the earth. Now, isn't this interesting? What a paradox. This this God who is so powerful that, 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 that the government will be on his shoulders. And yet when it when it talks about how he's going to communicate, right? How he's going to lead. He won't shout. He won't raise his voice in public. He won't crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. And, and imagine what that must have sounded like if you're in that day. That day where it's really military might and power that, that changed the world. It's not, it's not that kind of stuff. Isaiah's words must have sounded almost nonsensical to them. But to us... I think we get it at least a part of it because we have the advantage of of hindsight here now and we can see isaiah's prophecies but we can see jesus ministry and when you look at the way that jesus led that that jesus changed the world it wasn't through force it wasn't through violence it wasn't through shouting and yelling or coercion or any of these kind of human powerful kind of things no It was through love it was through compassion he was the one who was known for for loving the outcast for spending time with those who everybody else rejected for healing the sick for spending time with guys like zacchaeus and mary magdalene and for having disciples that were not overly impressive in their resume and this jesus his love changes the world. And in the most incredibly ironic thing, this one who has come to have victory over death, he dies. He gives his life freely and willingly for you and for me. We wouldn't have seen that coming. We wouldn't have seen that coming because that's, this is not how humans express power. But Jesus is different. You see, when we seek him, we find him, because he comes and he meets us in his way. It's not our way. We don't get to control all of that. Jesus came into this earth his way. He was born in a humble manger in a small town to a couple of peasants. He grew up, and there was a lot of normality about him, and yet he was completely not normal as well. 100% human and 100% God. So Jesus is going to show up in our lives in a variety of ways, and maybe sometimes unexpected ways. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time that he's shown up in an unexpected way. And so as we, we have been seeking him throughout this message series, saying we don't want just an almost Christmas, right? We want an altogether Christmas, a one that is really an encounter with the living God. I want to take just a few moments and just give you a chance to answer a simple question. How has Jesus shown up in your life this year? Are there ways that, that you've seen him, that you've encountered his presence? So I'm going to say a simple prayer, and then what I'm going to do, I'm going to just sit right here. I'm going to invite you. If that's you, you can just come forward and sit beside me and just share with us. So like I say, it could be two words, or it could be a story or something longer. That's fine. Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, I'd love to hear if if there's something that you'd love to share. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would continue to be with us, that you would use this time of of sharing (laughs) your good news, what you've been doing in our lives. I pray that you would speak. I pray that you would uh, just show us how you are real, alive, and changing lives. For God, we love you so much, and we pray all of this in Jesus' holy name, amen. Anybody like to come forward and share? And is there, as somebody's coming forward, if you're at home, I invite you, you might want to take a chance and take an opportunity and just share some with one another as well. Uh, just what has how has jesus shown up in your life this year
1: so um a little over two years ago at thanksgiving todd was diagnosed that's my husband for those of you that don't know me i'm i'm karen levering my husband todd and i um, have attended here since we moved to cincinnati a little over nine years ago but a little over two years ago at thanksgiving Um, Todd was diagnosed with cancer. Now, the week of Thanksgiving, that's not exactly the news you wanted to hear. And so uh, we began our journey. um, Actually, um, we got some treatment at the High State um, Cancer Center, which is amazing. So not only do we love their football team, but we also (laughs) love their cancer treatment. Mm. But um, we thought um, surgery um, in February would solve it, and it did not. And so what began as a simple thing that they thought would be um, over in a couple of weeks um, extended for a number of um, months and even a couple of years. But um, we just celebrated in um, December, one year cancer-free. So, uh, yes, and although it's still very scary, we get, uh, he gets tests every three months. And what was very ironic this year was, um, he had a, a test on Tuesday, and right the two days before on Sunday, you preached a message about almost hope. And what, what overwhelmed me at that time was, yes, it's scary, and my heart stops for a few minutes until we get the results. What overwhelmed me was the presence of Christ that said, even if this test comes back the way you don't want it to, I'm still here. I'm still Emmanuel. I'm still God with us. So um, that's that's a little bit about our story.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. Wow. So, God, we give you praise because you are the great physician. And, Lord, we praise you for the the healing work that you are doing uh, in Todd. And, Lord, we ask that you would continue that work, Lord. We ask that you would continue to keep him cancer-free. And, Lord, for others in this room who have fought and are fighting that battle, for others who have to go through those tests and the fear that that can bring. Lord, we just we speak peace, we speak healing, we speak your hope, God. And we praise you that you are a God of, of resurrection, of eternal life, and even the scariest things here on this earth, like cancer, God, that we can place them at the feet of your cross, knowing that we will have life eternally with you. Thank you, God, for this story of how you show up, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Are there others?
2: So, I had a dream the other night um, and I want to share that with you guys. It was from the Lord. Um, Just a little bit of context. I, I do a lot of personal reflection at the end of every year. Just kind of reflecting on the year back and kind of who I want to be in the year ahead. And this past year, as I was reflecting on all the things that have happened in 2022, I've had a ton of success on the outside. Like, my family, my kids are all thriving. They're all doing great in the school. They're all doing well in sports. My job's going well. I'm getting financial reward. It's just been an awesome year from the outside. On the inside, it hasn't been, though, because I realized that with all that success on the outside, I got really prideful. And I started expecting everybody to serve me because I thought I was something special. The other night, the Lord gave me a dream, and in the kindest way, He revealed to me my true standing before the throne and how just prideful and sinful and all this stuff in my flesh. And it's just this utter darkness in this dream. And I was just so humbled by it. And then my favorite movie is the movie Braveheart, if you've ever seen the movie Braveheart. And so, as soon as I have this dream of of my true state before the Lord and how, how I have nothing. To offer, but only to receive by the grace of God. He gives me this clip from the movie Braveheart, where William Wallace is standing before um, the rulers of the land. He says, "He says there's a difference between us. You believe that you're, you're, you believe that the people of this land exist to provide you with position. You know, I believe that your position exists to provide the people of this land with freedom, and I go to be sure that they have it. And so I now have a vision for the next year of my life, and it's to serve everybody that's before me." And to stop believing that I'm above anybody else and just to be served by anybody else. And I've already repented for my family for being a grumpy old man sometimes. But I have a new vision that has excited me for the next year. And that's to serve. And, and to serve everybody I come in touch with.
0: Amen. Thank you. Baby. Thank you. God, I thank you for such a powerful testimony of a life laid before you. Lord, I thank you for how you speak into our lives. And I pray that you'd help you'd help every single one of us to, to have the kind of response that that Brian had, Lord, that when you call stuff out in our lives, because we all have it, we all have those times where where we need you, God, to to confront us, to to show us how you're calling us to be more like you. I pray that we would have that same kind of humility to to repent to turn to hear your voice and lord i just pray your blessings on the regan family lord i pray that in this new year god that you would you have done so many great things in the past year god continue that work but lord i just pray that you would continue to take them deeper and i pray especially for brian as as he leads lord and as um he gives of himself god as he serves that you would do great and mighty things that only you can do. We just pray by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that that you would bring so much good through them and their family and every other family in this church who is seeking you and wants that exact same thing, God. We give ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Are there others?
3: Hopefully I make through this. Okay. Get over here. Um, it's amazing. I was sitting back there and Tammy reminded me of something I said the other day. And then you all shared about your victory of can- over cancer and how God has been the one that, that was the source of your victory. And... Most of you, some of you know that Tammy's walked through that same thing. And it is a scary moment. It is a scary moment. When you were saying that, I grabbed Tammy because every year she goes through that. And it's the same thing. Um, And then Brian says about how God's been, has blessed him and how, how special this year has been, maybe in the world's view. But in the, from a spiritual realm, it's been tough. It's been not who you wanted to be before God. It's interesting. I came up here to tell you that he's faithful. No matter what you're going through, he's faithful. He has provided healing for each one of you. And I know you can turn around, and you can look back and say, yeah, you were there. You were there. Maybe it didn't play out the way you thought it should be, but bottom line, he was there. And when we put our trust in God, he's our source. And sometimes we have to be smacked down, like what Brian shared, that we're reminded of where our help comes from. I have to tell you, most of you know I'm in business for myself, and every year, We just squeak by every year, this year. I've got a problem. I made so much money this year, I gotta figure out what to do with it. And I had, I can't tell you how that happened. I can't, you know, I just turned around, I got down to the end of the year and I'm like, whoa. Lord has promised me for years that this day would come, that I wouldn't be just squeaking by. I wouldn't just, at the end of the year, I'm like, got all the bills paid, and I don't know what we're going to do in January, but God will provide, and he always has. So for those of you who are like, we're just squeaking by, we're just barely making it, I'm telling you, he's faithful. He's going to be there to meet every need that you have whether it's spiritual financial physical anything you need it's at the foot of the cross it's at the feet of jesus surrender it and i love the prayer the prayer call that is drawing us all there because if we stay before him he's faithful and just
0: So, God, we praise you that that is true, that you are so faithful, God. And, Lord, I thank you for just for Rich's testimony about how you're blessing his business, God, and what a gift that is for for decades and decades of hard work, Lord, how you are bringing blessing. And, God, I just praise you for every other person in here and and online who's experiencing that kind of thing. And, Lord, I pray for just that... um, for those who are continuing just to seek and to be faithful and are are still in that squeaking-by state. God, I pray that you would give, give everyone the ability to faithfully follow you, that we would be a people of faith, to trust what you say, to trust that you are so good, that you are always faithful to your word, you are always faithful to your promise. God, I praise you that if we seek you, that we will find you. I thank you for these stories this morning, Lord, that have showed us that you are faithful. You are faithful in good times, in hard times, in everything in between, God. And I pray that you would just continue to draw us near to you, Lord, as we worship you this day. Lord, we love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.